0: Hello and welcome to Drive and Double Feature Podcast. I'm Nathan. I'm Ryan. And this is the podcast where we talk about two movies a week every Tuesday and Thursday. But before we get into today's movie, just want to thank all the patrons out there that support the channel. And if you want to help support the channel, you can actually head on over to patreon.com slash drive and double feature podcast. You get a bunch of bonus episodes just for $5 a month and you'll help out the show. But getting into today's movie, we are talking about He Ran All the Way from 1951, a film noir starring John Garfield and directed by John Barry. It also has Shelley Winters in it. Uh, this is a, a unique, very small film noir movie, black and white. Um, I just picked it because it looked cool and it was available to stream. And we haven't done a noir film in a lot. And the and if you know just from me talking on the show, I really love noir-themed movies. So mm-hmm. I don't know, it was a blind watch. It was a, it's one of those where I didn't know like hardly anything about this.
1: Oh yeah, it uh, it you know it. I I actually really liked it a lot. Oh yeah, man. it was good. Yeah, and uh, I I because uh, I, I kind of went in with zero expectations. I was like. Mm-hmm. I was like I was like this could be boring I don't know but <laughs> yeah uh but it ended up being really exciting um uh John Garfield is really really good in this and mm-hmm. Shelley Winters also does a great job in this too yeah um just this whole movie is just tense throughout the entire way through
0: yeah it's crazy right it's uh it, it, I think the whole situation is tense so it is a home invasion movie so it's kind of a plot we've seen before it's kind of like a thug who's on the run to the law and he takes over a home and he basically kidnaps everybody in it um, but the lead up to it is really good I, I don't know what it is uh, just got John Garfield living with his mom yelling in his dreams he just has he has the look and I don't know how to explain it but it's the look he looks hard and he looks like he's dealt with a lot of stuff he he, he does an excellent job like throughout this whole movie
1: I was, so I was doing a little bit of research and mm-hmm. his mom was only 13 years older than him <laughs> <among> the, <laughs> at the time funny. of this. Uh, but it's just, it's really uh, like the, the relationship that they have is great because he could tell he's kind of uh, used to putting up with his mom's uh, abuse because yeah. there's a scene where he kind of back talks or, and she smacks him in the face. And he just says, you're losing your punch, mom. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I love that. So it, it's kind of like a down and out guy, right? Like he, the world has like handed him like garbage and uh, he's kind of forced in his circumstances. And he, it, it's normal New York stuff. I feel like every day in New York, um, at least once you have to go rob a guy for money. Right. Is that just a common occurrence there? Um, I
1: mean yeah I mean that happens every day right
0: but no I, I really one thing that really really stands out to me in this movie is um the cinematography straight from the beginning this movie is beautiful like black and white photography and everything is framed like every shot like there's a scene where he's looking near the beginning of the movie he's looking through a ladder and like the ladder steps perfectly frame his face and everything it beautiful
1: movie um I really enjoyed the cinematography too. So this yeah. movie is 70 years old at this point. Yeah. And, and it's crazy because it looked, I mean, the, whoever restored this movie, I mean, it yeah. they, they put in some serious work. It looks very, very clean. Yes. And yeah. it, it, probably the best <laughs> it's ever looked on Yeah. I don't know how much better they could get it to look, but yeah. Um, uh, They, uh, one of the scenes I really liked a lot, it was, uh, so it's him kind of plotting this uh, robbery with his Mm -hmm. uh, partner in crime, but ends up getting botched and his partner ends up getting shot and Mm -hmm. the John Garfield uh, is on the run. And there's just a really long sequence of him just like going into uh, like a public pool. And (laughs) yeah and it's just him just be like looking over his shoulders there's these like really interesting shots where it does like this overhead shot of him going into a changing stall Mm -hmm. and uh he's like he's real cagey because he goes and sits on a bench and some other guy sits on his briefcase and he freaks out Mm -hmm. and the guy's like and the other guy looks at him and says you know what are you doing Like what the hell (laughs) yeah and but, and the, he goes into the changing room and another guy tries to go in at the same time. He just like frantically closes the door like to keep the guy out. Yes. Yeah. It, it's
0: so tense. And I think that's where it comes from is this guy. He, he thinks everybody's out to get him, I guess. Like no matter what, this is the most, this is one of the most paranoid movies. This man is freaking out. I love it when a little bit later he actually gets in the pool because The whole idea he's told blend in that's how you're going to hide from the cops. And so he's just, he's in the water, he's looking around, he sees a cop. And so he decides, okay, I'm going to dive underwater. So he dives under the water to hide for a little bit. And once again, looks great, but yeah, that's what you talked about. This movie's tense throughout it's this, it's like this paranoid feeling throughout Um, because you, you feel bad for the guy, of course. He's not a good person, but you you do no. end up feeling bad for the dude. You don't want him to get caught, which is a good, like sign of a good movie. Makes you care about kind of a down and out person.
1: Yeah. I mean, they they establish very quickly he's not a nice guy because when he's in the public, he goes into the pug pool. That's where he meets Shelly Winters. Yes. And at first it's he tries to act real flirtatious because she's mm-hmm. trying to learn how to swim. He's giving her swimming lessons. Mm-hmm. And then uh at first she's like, okay, I'm going to go. And then he just grabs her and she's like, hey, you're, you're hurting me. Like, I, I want to leave. And he's like, well, if you want to leave, get out of here type of thing. And yeah. then But he tries to follow her into the women's changing room too and yeah. all that. I, I
0: do not understand what Shelley Winters saw in this man, other than the fact that she was lonely. Uh, <laughs> like, he grabs her arm so violently in the pool. And I was like, God, And I mean, I mean, it's just a common trait with Shelly Winters, because I was thinking about this. She picks the wrong man in Night of the Hunter, and she picks the wrong man in Lolita as well. She was typecast as a woman who picks the wrong man multiple times in her career. So it's just part of it's part of the role, I feel like. You just know what you're going to get with Shelly
1: Winters. Yeah, if she didn't pick the wrong man in Poseidon, then she would have lived. you're absolutely right yeah i mean who would who would choose jack albertson as a husband ew what the heck the guy who won't get out of bed yeah grandpa joe gross (laughs) yeah i i totally
0: get it i that movie i watched it not long ago it threw me off seeing grandpa joe walking
1: around Uh, you're like lazy jerk
0: uh-huh and you know what shelly winters is great in that movie just like i
1: she got nominated for that movie
0: yeah she did and and she's good here too i mean shelly winters always puts in a good performance
1: i feel like uh this is going off did you see her oscar winning performances either in uh diary of Anne frank or patch of blue i've never seen either no no yeah i've seen both of those she was re- she was really good in those too i bet
0: i bet um no she's just got a nice she's got a, a good personality i feel like and she plays kind of a lonely girl like I, I guess I was complaining like why would she take him home but you kind of get that sense that you know she still lives with her parents and she just really doesn't have much going for her
1: yeah I I was kind of wondering that too because I mean any other human being if, if you met somebody at a public pool and they did that to you just like get the hell away from me I don't yeah. ever want to see you again and yeah. but Immediately after that, he's like, Oh, why don't I walk you home? And then she's like, All right, I guess so. And yeah, that makes the biggest mistake of her life. Yeah, the the
0: worst mistake of her life. Like, could you imagine the trauma that you'd have to deal with after this whole fiasco of getting like kidnapped in your own home?
1: Uh, Yeah, knowing that it was her fault that she put her whole family through that. Yeah. Um, but they do kind of explain that because there is a later scene where her, uh, friend tries to set her up on a date with another guy Mm -hmm. and she's like i i she says i don't know i'm not interested mainly because she's trying to wants to go home to be with her family as they're being held captive but Mm -hmm. her her friend is says well you know if you if you keep turning other guys down like that you're just going to end up alone for the rest of your life if you don't ever take a chance and then she's like oh you think i should take a chance and (laughs) She takes that as a completely wrong way, thinking yeah. that she should take a chance on this, this cra- this insane individual, yeah, this crazy but, guy. But instead of finding like an actual normal guy, that but uh, that that's I, I think it was kind of implying that she was pretty desperate at that point to find mm-hmm. uh, a suitor. And once she did, she was like, "Well, if I don't do it now, then you know what other chances are going to be."
0: But yeah, so all of this leads up he walks her home they get home and um you know things things go a little awry he meet well it's funny he meets the family and everything he meets the kid the mom the dad and they're they're nice people too they're like oh yeah it's nice to meet you they're a little off-putting but i was really surprised for a movie from 1951 how supportive they were that this that shelly winters is bringing another man into their home and then going to be there alone with him
1: (laughs) that's the only part i I was finding to be a little unbelievable where Mm -hmm. she just brings this well she first she allows this guy enter her home and she just met him not even an hour ago and and then her family is like oh who's this guy like oh i met him today and like okay well let's just leave you alone with this stranger you just met like an hour ago have fun yeah exactly
0: i i don't get it um but hey it is what it is what it is i mean that's the setup for like the great parts of the movie and that is whenever things get out of control and uh john garfield holds them captive and i think this movie is a solid, what, 80 minutes long, 78 minutes long even. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the one setting type drama to this, it could have gotten a little tired after a bit, but I think it's the perfect length for what they were going for with this movie. Um,
1: oh, go mm-hmm. No, I, I totally agree. I I I think anymore, it could have been a little too much, but they, yeah. uh, I, I, I mean, john garfield's character he pretty much is in almost every scene yeah uh together so uh but uh i think at a certain point you'd be like what are what are they going to do about this guy they're just going to live in this house forever you know type of thing so yeah
0: yeah you got to think about like what what are they going to do and like the various plots and things that they have to try to do and i mean john garfield he, he tries to be nice and i'm gonna put nice in quotations he has a gun the whole time but he's like eh, all i'm trying to do is just to treat you like human beings and you treat me like garbage and it's like well you're you're holding them hostage
1: <laughs> i know he gets he gets so mad he, he uh-huh. treats these, this family like like they're ungrateful uh-huh. because he hasn't decided to murder them at yeah. one point uh, it's it's great moment though because uh he's super paranoid that the cops are out looking for him mm-hmm. and there's an article in the paper about the robbery and and he, he when he goes and talks to the father of the family mm-hmm. he's like don't you know it it's me i'm mark roby i'm from the the guy from the heist and he's like who and he's <laughs> like you know the guy from the heist i was there like i read that article a thousand times you weren't it mentioned once and there
0: so (laughs) then he's like
1: well now i have to stay because i told you my name
0: yeah exactly oh my god that killed me (laughs) that whole scene because isn't it like they try their best to hide the newspaper and like the dad's hiding it behind their back and then the kid's like you know the kid's like yeah we got the newspaper today after the dad was like no there's no newspaper it's not here it was <laughs> killer one of those moments because it's supposed to be a night thing it's supposed to be like i'm staying here for the night i'm
1: gonna go home tomorrow then, yeah well he was he was even about to leave and yeah. i was like all right i'm gonna get my coffee and get out of here and then he, mm-hmm. he saw the paper and it's like well guess i'm staying longer now
0: yeah exactly um
1: but I love that
0: the family here—the mom doesn't take anything, but even the dad tries to stand up to it. And this is way later in the movie, but I, I just love the scene of them because uh, the you know uh, our main character he buys everybody dinner. He buys like a giant turkey. The, oh,
1: go that's ahead. That's my no. It's my. I was just gonna say it's my favorite scene in the whole movie.
0: Great scene, right? <laughs> like he buys the family this huge dinner, but the dad decides, hey, I'm gonna stand up this time, and the mom just serves. Stew that they cooked, so they're eating stew in front of him, and that just makes him stew in his seat. He's so angry. Uh, What, uh, Nathan? Uh,
1: You're so clever.
0: I know, I know. I'm just as good as the writer of this movie, Dalton Trumbo. (laughs) Except you're not a communist. I'm not a communist. Don't don't tell anyone otherwise.
1: Well, I don't know you what you do outside of this podcast, but anyway, (laughs) yeah, it's a great moment because. He buys Like you said, he buys all this food. Mm-hmm. She starts serving stew and they, uh, they're all eating. The family's eating it. And he even tries to get the little kids like eat, the, eat the turkey. Come on. And the kid goes like, I don't want that. I like stew. And, uh, mm-hmm. the dad kind of makes this speech and he said, there's certain things you just, you can't make people do. And, mm-hmm you like, we, we drew a line and we're not crossing it no matter what. He said, well, what if I just shoot you?" So you're not going to do that. And then he just Mm -hmm. fires the gun, like a crazy guy, like in the middle of the, in the middle of the apartment. And then he's like, all right, well, I guess we're eating turkey
0: now. Yeah. See, that's, what's so great about that moment, because you really do think that like in some part of John Garfield, that he does care about the family and he wouldn't, get driven to that point but when he shoots that gun you realize oh anything can happen now anybody could die from now on
1: he does he literally does not care um Uh, yeah yeah it's he he does get to like a certain paranoia point where he's just he just becomes totally crazed (laughs) um because there's a shelly winters character like going back to that one scene with the With the with her girlfriends, she kind of makes the decision like, okay, I'm gonna devote myself to this man, Mm -hmm. and they both kind of agree. He's like, okay, well, I'm gonna give you the money I stole, and you're gonna go out and buy me a car. Yeah. And he tells her, and she goes out, and but she's gone for like a really long time, Mm -hmm. and he starts getting real antsy. Yes. (laughs) Bad. The mother and son. He lets them leave. He just says one family member has to stay in the house at all times. So he does let other people in the family come and go and they go to church and there's a very tense scene between the father and, uh, and John Garfield's character where he's building a ship and he's just telling like, he's taunting the guy going, Hey, you realize I'm going to take your daughter with me and we're going (laughs) to go live our lives together. Yeah. And they, and they get into this huge fight.
0: Yeah, like they tumble in the hallways and everything. It was a lot more uh, dynamic than I thought it would be. Um, you now there there's a lot of great moments like that. Um, especially just one on one. Um, you know another weird thing? Uh I think this is just a time period thing. It's speaking of people leaving. This little boy bought alcohol. Well, they he was allowed to pay for the alcohol but couldn't take it home to people. Uh <laughs> Uh, I don't know, weird rules back in the day.
1: Well, yeah, I guess they allowed delivery back then because they do show up with the liquor later. That's true. Um, Also, really quickly,
0: that dad, do you know who that dad is?
1: Mm,
0: Wallace Ford. Yeah, Wallace Ford, who is uh he was in Freaks. He played the clown Frozo in Freaks.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. So there's a little well, actually we didn't cover Freaks on Drive and Double Feature. That was our old podcast, but uh but yeah so there there's a neat little connection I guess we have
1: these we have these weird actors just him Harry Holcomb they just they just pop up all the
0: time yeah I guess so and um, I'm sure we'll see more of them I definitely Shelly winters I don't think she's gonna go away she did some crazy movies late in her life
1: yeah hopefully we'll do a, one of those yeah uh, but uh the finale yes is very great scene as well where yeah. She gets home and she, she's at like, he's like, where were you? And she said, well, you know, I was out buying the car and they, it's going to take a while. They have to fix the headlights. Mm-hmm. And we as an audience don't know. So we're kind of like in this paranoid state with this man. Yeah. Cause we don't know if she actually went to the cops or not. Cause he's thinking yeah. she went to the cops and we don't know for sure. Cool.
0: We're questioning where her loyalties lie, right? I never, me personally, I never knew what she was going to do. Did she really want to leave with him? Did she, was she just using him to like get him out? You know, it's weird. So it does, it leads to like just this really tense thing. And he's just keeps looking out the window, looking for the car. He's like, where's the car? Where's the car? And she's like, "It's, it's getting delivered. And then he just does not believe it. He thinks cops are watching and you can't see, you don't see any cops. Right, so you know that it's just paranoia talking to a certain extent.
1: Well, yeah, because there's one scene where they're waiting and he hears a cop car coming. Mm-hmm. He's like, "I knew it. they were coming. They're coming right now." And <laughs> and she's like, "I know. I swear." And then he's about to shoot her, and then the the cop car keeps driving, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Oh," and then <laughs> yeah. I, that's that's when she kind of realizes that this man it does not love me like how i think he does
0: yeah it, it, exactly so i think i think a lot changes there um and it's uh and i mean just this moment the ending the whole ending of this movie i think it's where this movie changed for me from like a movie that i liked like i liked it i thought it was a good movie to a movie i like actually loved and i i do want to watch again and really like go through it again because like it's awesome because they end up going downstairs, him and Shelly Winters, and just their exchange in the last like maybe the last five minutes of this movie, I think is great. I think it's great because the dad shows up, right? And he's like holding him at well, not at gunpoint, but has a gun pointed at him through a door window. And so Shelley Winters and John Garfield are split on either side of the door and just this whole scene of like, they can't move because the dad's just going to shoot anything. He sees that moves in front of the door. He's like, you can't do this. Very public, very a public affair. And no, not many people show up to this, this whole situation.
1: Well, they do at the end of the at, confrontation. At the end,
0: at the end, but not during the firing. No, I guess n- for good reason.
1: Yet. Not when people are actively <laughs> shooting rounds. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a great moment. She uh, she gets the gun and she does end up shooting John Garfield's character. And then as he's dying in the street, the car shows up finally. <laughs> I know. I
0: hate that because the car. She did get the car. And then he his final dying moments is like oh the car and he tries to get over to it but he dies along the way. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, oh wait that's a that's a huge spoiler, but it's a great it's it is a great ending. I, I think it's a very solid ending.
1: Yeah, I I mean it's a seventy year old movie, so if you you knew what you're getting into when you listened. But... <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, uh-huh. yeah, just. No, I mean it. I had never heard of this before you brought it up to me, really. Uh And again, this is one of one of those hidden gem type of movies where Mm -hmm. it's like this movie's really great. And but I think there might be somewhat of a reason, but it has to do with a lot of yeah uh, backstage drama or whatever you want to call like political
0: Mm -hmm. type
1: of stuff. Because like you had said, this movie was written by Dalton Trumbo, Mm -hmm. and his name wasn't even officially on the credits because at the time he was arrested for communism and he had to use a front. So like a guy that had to pretend to be Dalton Trumbo. And, yeah. uh, at the same, so while this movie was being played, like he was in prison or like getting out of prison. And then, uh, the director of this movie, John Barry, and the, uh, the guy that was authoring, um, Dalton Trumbo script he all they also went to jail as communist sympathizers
0: yeah yeah what a horrible time in Hollywood history uh during the they call it the Red Scare right um mm-hmm. they I know they had the House Committee of uh Un-American Activities and that was the its whole thing and it it could kill a movie like this I think you're right I think this movie would actually be a well-loved like piece of like 50s movies if it had a bigger like appeal because i'm sure just having communist ties killed any momentum that it could have because even the star john garfield he was in a whole debacle for being a communist in quotes um
1: and this was his last film too
0: yeah yeah they say that he died due to stress from the communists like the whole thing around that so yeah this is his last role and that kills me because watching this movie I would love to see more roles from him because I I think this character is just, it's really dynamic, really dark brooding. And I, and I, I love it. He plays, I hate to say it, but he plays dumb really well. He plays a dumb thug really well. And I, I, I don't know. It it sucks that that had to happen.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He's just, he's just a hothead um, guy. who just, he shoots and asks questions later type. So yeah, it's, um, he gives a great performance in here and it's a shame he really didn't really have like a long career yeah. after this yeah exactly
0: but do i recommend this movie yes i think it does i think it deserves its due uh a little error i want to fix it is not on criterion channel streaming anymore but the whole thing is for free on youtube so it's an easy easy
1: watch oh yeah and it's in full ht on youtube too yeah um actually there is one last weird thing nathan about oh, this movie okay what's that so the guy name is john garfield and i actually watched this movie on monday <laughs> so that means i didn't like it
0: oh this <laughs> one sucks yeah <laughs> well do you think having lasagna would have helped a monday like does that help mondays
1: yeah i think if i had lasagna i would have liked this movie better okay makes sense makes sense but no, in all seriousness. i I did like this movie a lot, as I said, and I would give it a recommend.
0: Yeah. So I, I think that I think that does wrap it up for he ran all the way. But Ryan, what are we talking about on Thursday?
1: Well, what are two things that come to mind right now if I ask you to think two things?
0: Uh, Garfield, of course. and uh, and uh ring pops uh well yeah. you know
1: you're you're close garfield he's he's got a giant personality and ring pops can be considered toys so we're talking about giants and toys which is
0: okay, okay. on the
1: uh, arrow player if you have that <laughs> streaming service or if you got the blu-ray you can watch that too but uh we'll try to fill you in as much as possible if you can't find
0: it Well, I'm excited to watch that. But if you have anything you want to send over to us, you can email us at driveanddoublefeaturepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And also you can follow us over at Twitter at DIDFpod. But until next time.
1: Until next time. (laughs)